You're welcome. Now, welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I am your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Bethany Nonami. Bethany Nonami helps women of color CEOs get sales meetings with qualified buyers without running Facebook ads, building complicated sales funnels, cyber stalking people on LinkedIn, or dancing on TikTok. Bethany believes that cash flow should never be a reason we can't stabilize, grow, or scale our businesses. Her mission is to help create more women CEO millionaires so they can have the freedom and money to spend time doing what they love with the people, communities, and charities that matter the most. And y'all, Bethany has been my coach. She is also a coach in our speaker mastermind. And I had to have her on the show so that you can get a taste of her brilliance. Welcome, Bethany. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, I can't wait uh, to learn more about you. And of course, talk about how having a strong sales strategy is necessary for us as business owners, even as speakers, if speaking is your main thing. But as we already know, most of the people who are listening to this podcast have diversified their income in multiple different ways. So I would love to know how you walked into this world of B2B sales, like why this particular mission? So I've had not a straight path, but a crazy wonky over the cliff, through the river, off the cliff path, like many other business owners. And I got my career started in technology and I didn't go to college. I was adopted and my mother, I was a caregiver by the time I graduated high school. So luckily, um, technology, my experience was just as valuable as an education. There was no college fund. So it was hustle and work from like nine years old on. And in technology, I loved it because everything always changed. And I worked my way up as far as I could go. I was a VP at IBM when I had my daughter. And then it was back when paper tickets for young people might not know to catch a plane, we'd get a paper ticket in the mail and we'd have to <laughs> hand it to somebody. So I was on maternity leave and at IBM, I would leave on Sunday and get back Friday night. That was the gig. And on wow. the 12th week of maternity leave, I went to the mail and my paper ticket was in the mailbox. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready. So I left IBM and went to the partner channel where I had to learn everything because these are smaller businesses. And I worked for a woman owned business and I learned marketing and websites and like my space looking websites. Again, <laughs> old person reference flashing banners and 10 value propositions and red highlighted boxes with yellow streaks through it. Just like, <laughs> so I was building <laughs> websites and I, and, and websites worked until they didn't. Then we had to do blogs and blogs worked until they didn't. And then we had to learn this thing about keywords and that worked until it didn't. And then social media came out. Then you, all these things, which are new and exciting to learn, but also so overwhelming that you've got to keep up with all this stuff. And at the end of the day, we're doing all these things so we can make sales, but so many of those things don't result in sales. So I started to get really good at just selling and figuring that out. And I was terrible for a long time. And it's not fun. Like it's scary, fearful work. So it's not something that our brain is even like, oh, let's do that. Let's go be rejected all day long. Nobody <laughs> wants to do that. So, um, and, and, you know, these things pop up when it comes to sales, like 
that you don't even realize are happening. Like, am I worthy to ask for more money? And who am I to charge this? And all of these things that your brain is like, no, no fear, danger, 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 stop. And it's, we have to walk through it and we have to overcome it because marketing doesn't matter. And marketing is not sales and word of mouth is great, but that won't help us get to the next level. And many mm -hmm. of us hustle and grind to get to this level. And if we understand that it can be easier and the struggle is not required, if we figure out the right person or the right problem or what they've already paid to invest in that they'll solve that you can solve, then it can be way easier. But we're so afraid to even step into that role because a lot of us think that if we're selling, we're, we're like a used car salesman and it's slimy and sneaky and manipulative. And none of that is true. These are all mm -hmm. just stories we've been told or stories we tell ourselves. But if we can walk through the fear, get a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable and be okay with a no, so we can get closer to the yes, then cash flow is an issue. We don't have to rely on business credit. We don't have to rely on banks. We don't have to rely on that next customer or our friends and family to like just loan us a little bit more because you're so close to getting the sale. All of those things are no longer problems. And there's so mm -hmm. much stress that comes along mm -hmm. with not having money in life yes. and in business. Mm. Let me tell you, y'all. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you know what? I love le learning a little bit uh, about your journey. Just hearing that. I didn't know that about you. And I, and I absolutely love that. I think that, you know, the people that listen to this podcast are heart driven they're mm. legacy driven. Mm. They want to make an impact. They love the adrenaline rush that comes from sharing their information from the stage, whether it be virtual or in person, making an impact. But what we fail to recognize is that a critical part of business, of owning your business, even speaking from any sort of stage, you must understand sales strategy. Now, I've had this conversation with you. I don't like it. Mm. I don't want to deal with it, right? I want to have someone have a heart-led conversation with me and then we go, let's work together. Let's partner together. Let, let me provide and be of service to you. I'm a servant leader. Mm -hmm. But what I have have come to recognize as I am thinking about my own goals, building a multi-six-figure business leading up to the sales is that at some point in time, what got you to your first six figures, what got you to maybe close to the mid six, fig six figures mark on your way to seven figures is that something will break with your sales strategy and you will be stuck. Mm -hmm. And you've got to tackle this part or this shift that's necessary in order to build the sustainable revenue. And what I like about from what I've learned from you in a way that we connected is the way that you simplify the process and really help us come to terms with understanding this is necessary. Like at some point in time, you're going to have to get out of the comfort zone, whether it be hiring someone, mm -hmm. but you've got to face this head on to really get to the goals that you want to achieve. Absolutely. And I, and I love that you're being honest about it, Jasmine, because what you're saying is what everybody else feels. No one comes to me and they're like, Bethany, I just want to sell. Like if I don't have to do the business and I don't have to help people get on stage, I just want to sell. Says no one ever. 
Nobody <laughs> wants to do this work. But the thing that you have to understand is no one can sell you better than you. So mm -hmm. a lot of us will hire an appointment setter or we'll hire a cold caller, but we haven't done the work to set them up for success. So when they fail, we're like, I don't understand why you just can't sell this. So we have this value and this passion and this energy that comes through that we have to understand how to teach that. Mm, that's so Otherwise, good. Otherwise, we're going to hire people. They might get us part of the way, but they're not going to be able to close like you can close. They're not mm -hmm. going to be able to overcome objections because you have a client that had the same exact thought. And if they hired you, when they hired you, this is what happened. But that objection almost held them back. Nobody knows that but you. So mm -hmm. until you kind of get good at these are the stories they need to hear, these are the objections they may have, this is the conversation, and this is the fears that they are going to bring up or may not even bring up. That's even worse is when they don't have objections and they're like, oh, okay, this all looks good. And you don't even know what's preventing them from saying yes. But mm -hmm. so many of us feel like we're doing all the things when it comes to marketing and sales just come. Mm -hmm. And there's still an aspect that we have to convince people that we can help them get to the goal. And yeah, sometimes that takes a conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love this. Um, and let me tell you why, y'all, because <laughs> it's reminding me also of when I work with my clients and we are considering what their signature talks or programs will be, right? What is the things that you're going to feature as a keynote course or workshop? Like, what is it for your business and brand? How does it align to the bottom line goal that you have? And what I'm hearing you say, and I have witnessed you say, is the foundational work can't be skipped. At some point in time, you have to get down to the nitty gritty of understanding what the, what works for your ideal people. And yes, you can hire, but you will get, have to get to those foundational pieces. So I would love to know from you, from, you know, the countless number of businesses that you've, you've worked with over the years, like what is, what's the first thing that we need to be considering when we're looking at our sales strategy? So we, you can start very basic. Um, even if you've grown your business word of mouth, you have customers. Even if you're starting fresh and you don't have customers, there are people out there that will pay to solve this problem. So the very first thing we have to do is if we have customers, get time with them to find out what problem they paid you to solve. Because we make an assumption in our business. So you might say, I help people sell from the stage or get their signature talk. Why? Like there is a reason they want that. That's what you do. That's not why they're doing it. So if we're not very clear and we're good at making assumptions and saying, well, I do this and I do this and people pay me to do this, but it's, it's as simple as saying, why did you come to me? What happened? Did something happen in your life? Why now? Why me? What are you hoping is going to happen? Um, and what almost stopped you from doing that? If you just ask them those simple questions and be completely open, don't assume you know the answer, to just get feedback. And you don't even need to talk to about four or five people and you should start to see a pattern. 
then once you have that, you have a clear problem or solution. So sometimes people pay to solve the problem, to make the problem go away. And sometimes people pay to get the outcome and get the solution. And you don't know which, you don't know which one is stronger because the other risk we have is if we're wrong and we say the wrong thing, that could be our perfect person that will never leave us, that'll do the work, that'll go into the heart methodology and be phenomenal on stage, but they just didn't connect because we said the wrong thing. We, we just missed, we were that close and we just missed the right thing. So understanding the problem you solve, the solution you offer in mm -hmm. your client's words, because the other risk we do, we have is this is our world. We're the expert. And sometimes, and not necessarily for your business, Jasmine, but for other businesses, they're very technical or very jargony. We lose people. And if, and when it comes to marketing and sales, if that's not how you're going to explain it to a friend, then don't talk in business jargony and don't talk all these things. So when we make a pitch, people will say we're best in class, we're integrity, world-class service. Nobody says that. Like nobody meets somebody at home goods. It was like, what do you do? Well, we offer integrity, best quality, world-class service. What does that mean? So <laughs> you have to have a conversation and your pitch should be the problem we solve or getting them closer to the outcome that they want without doing the thing that they don't want to get them to the end result. So many of the people that I work with, we're at the point that we've hustled and grinded to get to this level. We're not doing that to get to the next level. It was a lot of work, but mm -hmm. we also realize we're at a point in our lives and our career that the legacy matters that mm -hmm. we want to have an impact, that we want our message to be heard, that we want to impact more people. Mm -hmm. And we realize oftentimes that we can't do that in the business we have mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. in the clients that we have. And sometimes we're not even selling the right clients. Sometimes we're not even serving the right people on the right level. So understanding good. the problem that you solve or the solution that your clients have paid you to get and this is just even good to do when you sell something and say, great, mm -hmm. I just want to get feedback. Why us? Why now? What almost stopped you from hiring? Mm -hmm. you? So mm -hmm. you can use that to then train your people and say, this is what people pay us to do. These are the mm -hmm. problems they have. These are the solutions. And it doesn't mean it's one. It could be three or four different things. And it could be any of those things. Yeah. And as long as you understand the problem and solution and you can pitch simply in terms that everybody understands, then the last thing is you just have to find the right person that yeah. has the problem, has the, wants the solution and has the money and can write the check. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody in church say amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so good, it's so good. So I, I wanna, you know, for some of us, I, I have also witnessed this, we're not patient enough. So I would love to know from you how much time should we give once we figure out the problem and solution of trying it out before mm -hmm. we make a pivot? Because I have noticed like even in the earlier stages of my businesses, I try it once and I'm like, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what is like a reasonable timeline when we're trying out a sales strategy to see mm -hmm. whether or not it's effective for us? 
sales business comes down to numbers. So if you, and on average, one to 3% are always buying. One to 3% are buying a car, they're buying a dog, they're buying a house, they're buying some milk, one to 3%. So if you're trying to close one person a month, then expect to have 10 sales conversations to get one yes. That doesn't mean the other ones are no. They might be not now. They might be, let us put you in the budget. But one out of 10 on average are buying. That doesn't mean that you can also just show up and be like, are you buying? Are you buying? Are you buying? You still have to prove that you can do the thing, that you can get them away from their fears or closer to their dreams. That's the job. The other thing is you have to realize selling is not about you. It's about them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, so perfect example, when I sold websites, no one ever came to me and said, Bethany, I, I had so much fun building my website. I want to do another one. Nobody ever came to me saying that. Everyone said, I hired a person. They didn't do it. I hired a website company. It took six months to get my site. I don't like it. It doesn't work. It's slow. I had all these objections that had nothing to do with me. Past bad experiences that were my job to overcome. So people have to have confidence that they can get the thing. So I have no doubt that Jasmine can go on stage and she can rock it and she can close the house down and she can sell from the stage, but I'm paying you to give me confidence in something I don't even believe myself that I can do. So a lot of times people think that, oh, they didn't like me. They didn't trust me. No, they didn't have confidence in themselves. So your job becomes, this is how I help others. This is how I've helped someone like you overcome this. Someone like you who had a language barrier, had the, English as a second language. So they're nervous about getting on stage. No one can understand me. That's no problem. I've worked with seven different languages and, and we get through it. So part of our job as a salesperson is to make the other person realize it's okay if you don't believe. It's okay if you've had bad past experiences. I have enough belief for both of us and we'll get this done. Mm. Yes, yes, absolutely love that. And so, you know, one of the things that we talk about in our legacy scalar framework is the confidence piece that mm. needs to be continued. It's not, it's not going to be ever finished. No. <laughs> the work is never finished in that no. piece. And as you grow and scale your business, you'll figure out new different ways in which you may need to reframe, just like you mentioned, mm -hmm. really reframe. I absolutely love that you shared that, Bethany. We are getting to the close of our conversation already. What? <laughs> yes. Well, can we do a part two? Because that's not fair. <laughs> it's wild. Of course. Of course. Listen, the part two is y'all need to show up to the Legacy Scaler Conference and meet her in person. Okay. <laughs> part two, when she shuts down the stage, because at our Legacy Scaler Conference, we're going to be giving you some actual strategy you can implement in your business. Right. And I guarantee you, you are not going to want to miss Bethany's actual presentation. Okay. So that's your part two. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> All right. This is my last question to you. Okay. What was the best business advice you've ever been given? And it could be related to sales or business in general. Mm. 
Um, I think the best business advice that I was given was, and it's kind of not related to sales, but it, it's related to earning, is that my dreams were uniquely given to me by whatever I believe, universe, God, whatever it is. And there is no limit to what I can make, what I can do. Everything that I believe could be limiting me is in my head. But there's nothing written on the stars saying that Bethany can't make more than X. Bethany can't sell more than X. All of those things are a constant to rewire my brain, to take it to the next level. And like you said, the work is never done. So even when we up our price and we have clients who are like, girl, you should charge more than that. Oh, I know. I know. We have to believe it, which means we have to go back and do the work again. We have to go back. Same thing when you, you start speaking for free and then you're like, Oh, how much is it? $500. And they're like, okay, <gasps> really? And then mm -hmm. you ask for more money. You ask for more money. The work is never done. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding that my only limits have been self-imposed and I have to continue to work and it will always be a work in progress was game changing. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. And it directly links to what our topic is, is about really understanding the critical pieces necessary before you add the sales strategy. Because once you get that, once you make that reframe, you can build that sustainable revenue in your business. Absolutely. And it's rinse mm -hmm. and repeat. So once mm -hmm. you know, once you close predictable and consistent sales, like if I want to make a hundred K, I know that that's four projects. I know to get four projects, I need eight proposals. I need eight proposals. I need to get 16 calls, 16 calls. I need to send 412 emails. Then you can replicate this with a salesperson for four calls, uh, four clients, a salesperson for four clients. Like you can scale once you have the, the process and the framework and what works in your business. Yes. Yes. Please tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh, they can find me at Marley Nonami, Bob, like Bob Marley, M-A-R-L-E-Y, Nonami, N-O-N-A-M-I.com. Absolutely. You are the B2B sales queen. Okay. That's hey. what I've got you labeled. And I'm hey. so thankful that you are part of our program and you are part of our upcoming conference. And I'm just grateful to know you. Thank you for Thank coming you. on the show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. All right, y'all, listen, I don't know about you, but I feel fired up after that conversation with Coach Bethany is how we call her inside of our program. And we'll keep her as long as she's willing to stay. But this was such an incredible interview. And I hope that you were able to gather the gems necessary of understanding where we need to start or where we may need to refine with our sales strategy. This is an ongoing process as you're elevating, as you're building each year, every single month, don't be afraid of it. Sometimes it's just making some reframes. Sometimes it's having someone like Coach Bethany on your side as you make those adjustments in that unknown territory, as you step to a space where you need to expand more. But it is possible to lock down a sales strategy that builds sustainable revenue. So I'm going to highly encourage that you follow her and know that if you need help, with your business strategy, or even with your speaking, 
skills, reach out to Legacy Scaler. If you found some gems in this podcast, I would love it if you leave us a review. It helps others be able to find the important legacy-driven work that we're doing here with the Legacy Speaker Show. All right, y'all. I'll see you next time.